This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas. We'll continue with our home design motif in a moment, but first a few more items that reached the desk of Vancouver Consumer this week. It is a federal government responsibility, which is why Dr. Bonnie Henry is hamstrung when ordering airlines to get their act together this week, increasing numbers of infected coming into Vancouver via air. Several flights arriving at YVR from Dallas, San Francisco, Kelowna, and Montreal had COVID cases on board. Air Canada and WestJet have also reinstated the middle seat, all to the chagrin of Dr. Bonnie Henry and our Premier. She and the Premier said they are powerless to do anything other than to urge airlines to improve passenger screening and contact tracing. Of the 681 seniors' homes in British Columbia, fewer than half have yet to submit plans to Dr. Henry on how they intend to start allowing family members and other visitors to visit residents. The province has earmarked $165 million in new funding for up to three new full-time staff per home to oversee the visits and train visitors on how to wear protective equipment. Businesses are preparing for a second wave of impacts once government support ends. Businesses are preparing for a second wave of impacts once government support ends. Two-thirds of B.C. businesses are using some form of government support, but once that support ends, many businesses expect further layoffs and temporary or permanent closures. On a more positive note, figures released this week suggest the average rent for a one-bedroom apartment in Vancouver fell year over year in July, while Burnaby saw a jump over the same period. Still, the average rent for a one-bedroom apartment in Vancouver, $2,070 a month. So what else is new, boo-boo? Regardless of where you live, the sound of bear bangers can shock you and your pets. And with more than 500 calls to Vancouver police, City Council has banged off a new bylaw banning bear bangers, and they're going to back it up with a $1,000 fine. As if the sound is not bad enough, some bear bangers have been modified with ball bearings, making it an improvised explosive device. Joined by Graham Hugay of MyHouseDesignBuild.com. It's been a busy last month for you, uh, Graham. You've been uh, you've been picking up a little hardware. Manny, we have been extremely blessed. You know, in spite of all the things that have been going on in the world and in our province and in Vancouver, um, as a company in an essential service working in the residential construction industry. Um, you know, the Can- Canadian Home Builders Association has had many awards over these last three, four weeks. And what's interesting about them is during this time, our award ceremonies aren't live in person as they might have been in the past. Uh, we had them online. And so it was quite a, a, a feat for the Home Builders Association of Vancouver, Haven, as well as the Provincial BC Georgie Awards and the National Awards. They all did online versions they pulled it off really really well and then it culminated uh, two weeks ago with todd talbot um formerly of love it or list it uh you know hosting the bc georgie awards and you're right we we garnered 14 different awards in various categories nationally provincially and locally including renovator of the year for all of metro vancouver and for bc so we're very proud of our team we're very grateful to our clients who obviously it was their homes they allowed us to 
create great uh, spaces for them to live in, whether it, whether it was a bathroom renovation or a kitchen renovation or a whole house renovation or even a condo renovation. We garnered award for all of those categories. And so, yeah, it's, it was a lot of fun this last month and uh, a definitely uh, a needed uplift uh, during this difficult time. Well, you're going to have to uh, renovate your office just to uh, fit in all the trophies and awards. <laughs> well, you know what? We actually pass these trophies awards on to the homeowners. So we do hang on to the uh, renovator of the year and the, the awards that we won as a team, specifically as a group, you know, such as we won uh, best interior design for a custom residence. Um, you know, and, and but the individual awards that were for specific home projects, we actually give those to the homeowners. So we've already started to do that, and we're doing that. We're there coming into our office, uh, socially distancing, and we're able to present them their award for their project. Well, that is absolutely so cool. And I think one of the coolest things about it is if there is to be a sale of that award-winning home or renovation, uh, they got the hardware to prove it. Well, you know, we've had numerous clients over the years um, have their real estate agents say that, you know, an award of these types of tied to their home, uh, if they do end up selling, and <laughs> most of our clients never sell their home because they love them too much. But if they do, um, they add significant value and dollar value to the sale of their home by having an award-winning project. And if I may say, if they don't win an award, but by having an award-winning company like ourselves do the work, certify the work, have all the documentation in place that everything was done properly, um, and they have the proof not just in what it looks like, but they have that documentation, well, that adds tremendous value to a person's home as well. Yeah, I guess it's uh, sort of uh, the um, version of uh, some patina that goes along with, <laughs> with the house, right? You add on an award or two, and uh, you can increase the value. That is uh, very, very cool that you pass those awards on. And, uh, well, uh, if you need a renovation or you're looking to build a new home, Graham Hugay and his award-winning team at MyHouseDesignBuild.com, MyHouseDesignBuild.com, or call Graham directly, 604-MY-HOUSE, 604-MY-HOUSE. What are we seeing most of, uh, Graham, in terms of uh, renovations and calls from uh, listeners to CKNW who may be interested? Is it outdoor, indoor, or a bit of both? Well, it's definitely a bit of both. At this time of the year, we definitely get lots of calls for outdoor living, landscaping, uh, creating their backyard oasis whether that be something simple as in adding on a deck or having an outdoor covered area is very, very popular. We do that a lot where they can enjoy our BC wet coast, um, but outside. And we love, we love the outdoors, but we get a little bit of that rain. And so this extends the use of their backyard by having a covered outdoor living space um, and just makes it something they can use and go to all year round. And so that coupled with kitchens and bathrooms and uh, opening up floor plans or changing some of the concept, updating the concept of a home are the biggest things we get called on. But we're also getting calls during this time uh, of making a new home office. <laughs> People are working from home or maybe it's a classroom, um, but also having their children come back home or parents moving in with their children. So we're seeing definitely people asking about basement suites or putting an addition on their home. I mean, there's many things 
in that whole area that people are asking and talking to us about. There are neighbors of mine, uh, Graham, that want to put a coach house behind their main house for their children to move in. And I've noticed an influx of infill homes or coach houses, lane houses, whatever the name you want to attach to it. Are there any problems with uh, permits that uh, are different, say, than just putting up a, or renovating a regular home? Um, other than you need to have patience. You need to give lots of time. Uh, depending on the municipality that you are pursuing a laneway or a coach house, um, then, if, for example, in Vancouver, you could take up to one year to get that permit. So you need to allow for time. So what we're doing right now, Manny, as an example, is we're offering to our clients as both celebration of our awards and, uh, you know, recognizing that people are going through a difficult time. Uh, we're offering 15% off of all of the preliminary design and planning and permit application process to help people get started in whatever their project is, whether it's a small renovation or whether it's something larger or, as you mentioned, a coach house, laneway, or a new home. We're offering that discount to help them get started, get in the queue, if you will, with the various municipalities so that their permit, when they're ready to build, they've got their permit in hand. Are we seeing some movement on the part of most municipalities to get these permits out a little quicker? You know, that was always a challenge uh, prior to COVID even starting. I have not seen it necessarily increase of time because of COVID. Uh, the municipalities have been fantastic. Uh, their plan checkers, most part, are still working from home. Some have moved back into their offices, um, but they are working remotely and I think somewhat more efficiently <laughs> working from home. Just like our team, we still have much of our team working from home um, and then getting together with our clients uh, in a safe environment um, behind barriers or with safety protocols when we need to. And so the municipalities, I think, are moving as quickly as their current resources can allow. Um, but it's just, it's just people, a lot of people are doing work in the industry. And so there's only so many people at the various city halls. And it just depends on which municipality you're in will determine really how long of a wait there is for that process. And it's a process. It's not just bring in a piece of paper and somebody stamps it. There's a process to go through for any permit, big or small. Well, it's interesting that you um, mentioned that things have become a little bit more productive on a municipal level. I was looking at a statistic the other day that most businesses where employees are working out of home and sales managers I've talked to, and I I know many of them, uh, suggest that uh, their workforce is a lot more productive working out of home because there is the end to A, commute, and B, needless hallway chatter. So I'm not surprised that productivity is going uh, is is going the right way, and that's increasing, and that bodes well for a homeowner who wants to do a renovation or build a new home. Graham Hugay, MyHouseDesignBuild.com, joining us. Graham Hugay can be reached at 604-MY-HOUSE, 604-MY-HOUSE. Uh, better still, you can check out all of uh, what they do. These are big award winners over there at MyHouseDesignBuild.com. Uh, Graham, you, you mentioned the word uh, the last time we spoke a couple of months ago, functionality. W- what do you mean by functionality? Well, the way in which we live has changed over the years. So, you know, we often are shown a home that may be 20 years old, 25, 30 years old, or, or older, 50 years old. And the function of the home or how they arranged the rooms, the size of the rooms, um, and how those rooms worked together 
has definitely changed over the years. And so most people come to us and they go, you know, I have my kitchen, I have this dining room, I don't use the dining room except maybe two to three times a year. Um, I, I have this big, huge living room that seldom gets used. I got this tiny little family room. What can I do with the function of my home? Cause that's not how I live. My family wants to enjoy our kitchen, our family room and the outdoor living space. And we want to bring that together somehow. How can we do that? And that's probably the biggest thing we get asked for in any renovation is that change of functionality. So for what it often means is we take a look at that as a brand new canvas and a brand new space how could we maybe expand that kitchen maybe there's an island that can go in maybe it becomes a uh, a kitchen family great room and maybe we tie in with some bigger patio doors or some french doors out to an outdoor patio or deck or outdoor living we've even done this in condos we've actually been able to not every condo can do this but we've even been able to remove certain walls or partitions that were non-bearing uh, in a condo and created an open space. In fact, you can go on our website, you can look at feature videos, you'll see lots of videos of transformation, you'll see lots of photos of transformations for small projects and large projects. So changing the functionality of that space. I was looking at a statistic not long ago, Graham, most families, regardless of the square footage of their home, live basically in 400 square feet. Well, um, or a little bit more, but you're right. <laughs> it's definitely, we definitely don't utilize all the space of our home. We have people that will come to us and they will say things like, we want to add an addition to our house. And we go, okay, and we listen to them. But they maybe their budget doesn't really allow for the things they want to do. The first thing we do is look at their existing space. How can we change the functionality of that space so they feel like they actually gain space in their house. And that's often one of the biggest things we're able to do without adding spaces. Change that functionality to a point where a person feels like, wow, I have more space. I actually am utilizing my house way more, and I feel like I've got a bigger house to boot. Well, you've certainly got the hardware to back up what you're talking about, Graham, including uh, Renovator of the Year. Uh, for British Columbia and a separate award for Renovator of the Year in Vancouver. We encourage you to go to the website and check out uh, Graham Hugay and his team, MyHouseDesignBuild.com, MyHouseDesignBuild.com, or you can uh, give Graham a buzz at 604-MY-HOUSE, 604-MY-HOUSE. One of the things I often hear from people who want to make a change Graham is, I don't want to go through the bureaucracy. We talked a little bit about the permitting but they just don't have, uh, generally, we don't have, because we're not in your business, really the know-how of how all of this works. So take us from step one. I call you, and you, therefore, do what in step one through uh, the final build? Well, let's just take that step one, because it's probably the most important thing. And that's where we lay the foundation, uh, good construction term, <laughs> of, of what we're going to do in your project. We're going to identify you know, what are the have-tos that you're looking to accomplish? Maybe you've got a wish list, some things that you'd like to see or do, but you don't know if it's possible. And then we're going to basically look at your existing house. If you have a house that's being renovated, we're going to look at what is that existing floor plan. We're going to draw that out. And then we're going to come back to you with ideas of what you can do. And all the time, we're also looking at and knowledgeable out what the municipal bylaws allow you to do. 
So we're consulting you not just based on pretty pictures, but we've already done the homework to know what your property, your house can do. Uh, we get access to the documents that the city has on file already. Perhaps if you're looking to add space or add an addition or expand a deck, uh, maybe we need to get a survey. We also will do inspections on your home. We'll inspect your existing roof, your mechanical systems. Um, we'll look at things as existing conditions so that we can consult you on what are the maintenance and repairs perhaps you have to look at in addition to any renovation. So the first step we call feasibility, and that's simply, is this feasible? Does it, does it meet our needs? Does it fit our budget? When it comes to the plans for permits, we take care of all of that. So if there is engineering required, we take care of that. If there are uh, detailed drawings required for specifications and lighting plans and new heating systems or air conditioning, those types, we take care of that. And we walk it through City Hall. We have great relationships with every one of the municipalities in the entire Lower Mainland. And we walk it through those processes so that you don't have to deal with that bureaucracy. Because it is a challenging way of, uh, of getting things accomplished for your house. There's a lot of details, a lot of steps. But our homeowners typically don't even realize the amount of steps there are in getting a permit because we take care of it. They don't have to think about that. Well, i got a lot more questions for you, Graham, so uh, stick with us uh, through the break, and we'll return with Graham Hugay, MyHouseDesignBuild.com, MyHouseDesignBuild.com. Along with Graham Hugay, MyHouseDesignBuild.com, MyHouseDesignBuild.com, 604MyHouse. Uh, Graham and his award-winning team, 14 awards just in the month of june including renovator of the year is that the big one graham well to us it definitely is we're very proud of it in fact if i could even say we're not just renovator of the year in metro vancouver we're renovator of the year in all of bc and that is now the sixth consecutive year that we and have been nominated as renovator of the year for all of bc and we we don't take that for granted um, people come to us with high expectations uh, that we're going to follow through on being on time, on budget, do it exactly the way that we have said we would for them. And, and that puts pressure on our team in a positive way. And I think that speaks to our consistency that for six years being Renovator of the Year, uh, we've been able to be consistently um, improving every year because you need to improve. Um, and uh, and so we've got a great team of people, and we're very proud of them. Well, let's talk about how uh, you can uh, get all this done during uh, this pandemic that we're slowly emerging from in a positive way. Uh, you have been operating during COVID. You're an essential service. Uh, how is it all working with you and your clients? Well, we're very fortunate. As a company, we already were working on cloud-based, so being mobile, we're already mobile. Our team, our, our construction managers, we're mobile with laptops and so forth, mobile at the job sites. And so for us to move our uh, design staff and project managers to work from home, that was an easy thing for us to do. So we haven't had any slowdowns. We've been able to work with, if someone doesn't want us to come into their home initially, we do a virtual meeting. Um, you can set up having a FaceTime walkthrough of your home, a consultation, um, or we'll set up a Zoom meeting. Um, and we often have done that even pre to COVID where we are working with clients who are from outside of Vancouver or perhaps they were away, um, uh, maybe on vacation or traveling and we were working on things. So we would use Skype or other 
uh, ways of communicating. So, you know, we were already set up to do that. But one of the things we have changed is within our office, we've set up our design center areas, our boardroom with plexiglass barriers. So we're still able to see everyone's smiling face, looking across from us, but just in a safe manner. And our job sites, obviously, we're we're governed by WorkSafe BC uh, and the Provincial Health Authority. And so we have all the safety protocols in place. We are renovating many people's homes while they're living in the home. So we have safety protocols in how we have separated our workspace with uh, poly barriers and zipper doors to be able to continue to work in that space without actually interacting with the homeowner. Well, you beat me to my next question. I was going to ask you, what do you, what do you say to a homeowner who said, well, I don't have anywhere else to go to live temporarily while this six-month or three-month or year-long renovation takes place, but you can work that out? We actually talk it right in the very beginning. It's part of our feasibility study we do with people, and that's talking about how is this feasible, not just in financial, but also where are you going to live? And oftentimes when we're renovating, for example, a kitchen, um, we will set up a temporary kitchen in another part of the home. We've even set it up in people's garage uh, where we take some of their old cabinetry and their old their older appliances. We set that up temporarily in another space, garage, basement, as it might be. They have that old space while we're renovating their kitchen. Then we can safely move them back into that space. You know, right now, Manny, I was mentioning before, uh, we're offering uh, as celebration of the awards that we received, as well as to help people out during this difficult time, 15% discount right now off of all the preliminary feasibility uh, planning, getting ready for permits, design, all of that preliminary work that needs to happen before you can actually start any renovation of any side. We're offering 15% off to everyone as celebration of that and also to help them out. Um, you know, we've worked really hard during COVID to get our costs tight, to have our team more efficient. And I think we're able to provide even a better service today than we did pre-COVID. So we're very excited about that. We also have seminars that people can go on to, webinars uh, online. Uh, we had one on Thursday night of this week. We have another one next Thursday. Go to our website, myhousedesignbuild.com. You will see uh, that you can register for the webinar. You need to register so we can send you the link and uh, for the webinar. And I do that myself. I'm the one uh, sharing the webinar, and I walk people through from very first meeting all the way to the final coat of paint and moving them back into that, that space or to that renovated home or into that new home. Well, that is just fantastic. Again, encourage you to get onto the website and uh, register early for the upcoming webinar, series of webinars uh, uh, put on by MyHouseDesignBuild.com. Graham Hugay, our guest on this edition of Vancouver Consumer here at CKNW. I'm your host, Manny Bazunas. 604-MY-HOUSE is Graham's number, 604-MY-HOUSE, or go to the website, MyHouseDesignBuild.com. Com. Again, those webinars at no charge, but you have to register a little early so they can send you the Zoom link. Uh, Graham, we, we talked a lot about outdoor space and livability 12 months out of the year. Uh, I guess one of the unforeseen circumstances of COVID was uh, we were relegated to living in our homes uh, more. <laughs> so it got us thinking, okay, uh, I don't want to live within four walls. What can I do outside the four walls? And you've done some pretty amazing stuff outdoors for homeowners. I think if people look on our website, 
Look in the galleries of photos and also the feature videos. There's lots of walkthrough videos. You will see exactly what you just described. And that's how we have changed the functionality of homes so that the indoor and the outdoors work together. Because we love our outdoors. We love being outside. We just don't want to perhaps get rained on all the time. So we can combine that perhaps with a covered living area and expanding your indoor space into the outdoors. And people just love that. Uh, we've done that so many times. Um, and there's just, it's hard to describe on the radio. The best thing is look at the photos and videos. And if you have those ideas, we will actually walk through those examples at our uh, webinars as well. Those webinars coming up, they're a regular feature with MyHouseDesignBill.com. Register online, and then uh, Graham and his staff will send you the Zoom link, and uh, you can ask your questions away uh, the evening of the webinar. Uh, next Thursday is the next uh, webinar featuring Graham Hugay, our guest on this edition of Vancouver Consumer here at CKNW. Graham, let's talk about money. Uh, when it comes to budget, everybody wants uh, you know, the top end stuff, but unfortunately the bank account just can't uh, support that. What are some of the options you can give people who are working on a limited budget? Well, first of all, we ask everyone to help us understand where their budget is. And we always come up with a plan A that will work with their budget in mind. And it might not have all of the things that they were looking for, all of the wish lists that they were hoping for, but we always try and come up with what fits in that budget and then what fits outside the budget. We break it down and every project can have a breakdown of what are things that you can do less expensively and what are things that are going to cost more to do it that way. Um, we can take a simple bathroom and a person could spend 10000 on one bathroom and they could spend $50,000 on the same bathroom just doing it differently. So we help people make wise choices based on their circumstances and what they're truly trying to accomplish. Well, I guess the other thing that I would have in mind if I was doing a reno or building a new is uh, how do you keep to very strict timelines uh, that you've set out in your preliminary business plan with the homeowner? Well, that's, again, very important. We talk about it right up front about timelines, and we take into account everything. Now, we are a design-build company. We aren't just a builder. We're not just a renovator. We actually take everything from start to finish. So we're able to have a more cohesive plan for a homeowner, including an overall timeline from today until they move into that finished space. So we are very candid about that timeline. Some people come to us with time restrictions, something that might be coming up in the future. They're having someone move in with them or they're having a special event or whatever. Well, again, we will be candid of what we can or can't do. And then we account to our clients online. We have an online calendar that we post as we build their project. It is always in front of them. They know exactly what their calendar is. They know when the move date is. They knew they know exactly when the various people involved in their project will be coming and working on their home. They don't have to guess at that. And so we're very accountable. And so next week, as an example, Manny, when I go through this seminar next Thursday, I'm going to talk about how you develop that calendar, what we what we include, what we say, um, all of the processes to get those questions answered. And next Thursday, we're also going to talk about finances from another point, And that's how to make your home more energy efficient so that you don't waste money after you've renovated or built it on utilities. 
How do you keep your utility costs down to their minimum? How do you build a built green renovation or a built green home? And we're definitely an authority on that. We're a certified built green uh, renovator and builder, but we also won several awards tied to best certified built green homes in BC. And so we will talk about that process next Thursday. And if somebody's just looking to get new furnace or new boiler or air conditioning or new windows or other home improvements that will help energy efficiency, we're going to talk about that next week too. Generally speaking, Graham, does it cost more to build or renovate uh, building green than going back to the old school stuff? Well, um, there is a building code, and that is the minimum standard. And then there are different measures of better building practices. And part of those better building practices include being more energy efficient in how you build, um, being more eco-conscious, um, and modeling the home. We actually can model the home scientifically before we renovate or before we, know, uh, we build new and can determine what it's going to cost to run that home. And we can make decisions together with the homeowner um, that will affect that. And yes, all of those choices affect your budget. But what we do is we lay them out in front of you so you can see what the payback value or the return on investment is so that you can make wise decisions on those choices. Yeah, I was going to ask you, return on investment, I guess that's the easiest way to put it. Well, these and so many other questions you can ask for yourself. Uh, series of online webinars with Graham Hugay and his team from MyHouseDesignBuild.com. Next one is uh, this coming Thursday Eve. You've got to register online. Simply go to MyHouseDesignBuild.com. Register for that webinar, and then uh, Graham and his team will send you uh, the Zoom link, and uh, you can ask all the questions you haven't heard me ask on this particular edition of Vancouver Consumer here at CKNW. Our great thanks to Graham Hugay of MyHouseDesignBuild.com. Recently picked up 14 awards, including Renovator of the Year. So congratulations to My House Design Build and all the team over along with Graham Hugay. 604-MY-HOUSE is his telephone number, 604-MY-HOUSE. You are listening to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Back in a moment. And you're back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas, along with Andrew Ferreira, executive producer of Vancouver Consumer. Ask Andrew. I'm going to ask you one thing, Andrew. Are you a food trucky or a foodie trucker? I try to be. <laughs> really? I try to be, yeah. Well, they're in some serious trouble because of COVID, but uh, we've got a celebration of truck foodies uh, going to be happening soon. Tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, on Canada Day, this was kind of run as a test run of sorts. Uh, but the Braid Street, spelled S-T-R-E-A-T, uh, yes, you can groan. I figured that might be a dad joke. The Braid Street Experience uh, will be taking place next to Braid Skytrain Station in New West. That's happening starting today, actually. Uh, and contrary to the online jokes, Braid Street station does exist there's a series of online jokes saying that braid is the uh the mystery skytrain station that no one sure exists um but this event is produced by west coast pop-ups it's a bunch of small businesses uh that have operated throughout the pandemic uh and they are either they're sharing their revenue with other businesses or they're donating to charities like the royal columbian hospital foundation so this is a great cause to uh, go out and support uh this is happening like i said it's starting today 
uh, started at 11 a.m. They'll be going on till 8 p.m. this evening. This is happening this Saturday, and it's happening again next weekend, and then for two weekends in August and one weekend in September. Again, that's 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, on those dates. This is happening, again, by the Braid Street Skytrain Station. And I, I think that these kinds of things where, you know, we look at what's really been hammered here in the pandemic, uh, and one of the big ones is, is hospitality, and especially, you know, those of us who operate a food business who require foot traffic, uh, considering, you know, all of the measures put in place to kind of keep us and keep everyone safe. It's not exactly advisable to be walking around in crowds where you would normally find, uh, you know, your favorite food truck. So I think this is a fantastic idea to, you know, give back to the businesses that, you know, help keep us afloat. Uh, and in turn, those businesses are helping other businesses and other charities as well. And plus, you know, it's, it's food. Go out and enjoy some pierogies or some sandwiches or something. It's going to be great. Well, Simi Sarah covered uh, the food truck industry dilemma you know, yesterday on CKNW. And, uh, you know, having been in a family business, I can tell you that uh, over the summer months, you basically got a four-month window if you're in an outdoor family business. And most of these food trucks are mom-pa situations. They are literally the definition of a small business business. And if you get a rain day, that's one day you'll never be able to make up. The other thing uh, is that um, a lot of the big events that these food trucks would be scheduled to do right across BC, and in fact, some go outside British Columbia, have been canceled. So they've been really limited as to where they can set up. So anything we can do to encourage uh, a food truck setup, uh, such as you've been talking about, Andrew, I think is uh, is great. And uh, hopefully it's the beginning of the emergence out of COVID for the food truck people and uh, how hard they work to provide some entertainment and goodies for the rest of us. Thank you, Andrew Ferreira, executive producer of Vancouver Consumer. And that is what you've been listening to on this edition of Vancouver Consumer here at CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas. We'll see you next time. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.